Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It is me, it is me, your true hill phenom, SP3, back in the saddle once again with Set E Nyangi on your NXT review on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Sat, how you doing? Sat E here. E stands for entanglement. I guess I'm keeping the E going. I question about dropping it, but I'm excited, man. It's been three long months since me and my brother supreme professional the third have done a show together and and i'm ready for it man like what's on the agenda let's talk about it as we say let's talk about it sir um are we live yeah we're still live we're live oh wow i thought thought this was the recording um That's what that's what recording is, brother. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna no, record it and no, get no. up. I, I see. I see the the wrestle talk check at the at the top, and I see people watching zero. But that that's what confused me. But yeah, oh. let's <laughs> let's talk about it though. We are on the NXT review, talking about all the things that went down on NXT. But it is WrestleMania week. How excited are you for WrestleMania, sir? If we're honest, uh, I'm not really excited at the moment. I'm not. I'm not gonna be a Debbie Downer. You know me. I always tr- I always do mental gymnastics to find a positive with WWE because <laughs> uh, podcasters get bad reputations just for just being nags, and I don't want to be one of those nags. Uh, I know on the day of Stand and Deliver, I'll be excited. I know of the day of WrestleMania Saturday and WrestleMania Sunday, I'll be excited. But at the moment, I'm just going with the flow i mean you've got lots to talk about aren't you going down to dallas are you going to be reuniting with your buddy oh, no. i got two two-year-olds and my daughter's in knee deep in terrible twos i'm not going to dallas you think i, I can get away with that like i'm i'm literally trying to talk to the wife about going to vegas for for double or nothing and she's like nope that ain't happening so i gotta i gotta now regroup and try to game plan on how i can convince her to let me go to los angeles next year so you know it's all about it's all about the baby steps you know you take two no's to get your yes 
But SP3, but have you asked Mrs. P3 if she wants to go with you? Is that the missing ingredient? Of course. Of course. I always ask her if she wants to go with me, and she's not interested in anything wrestling related. She's that is like, a lie. Because oh. I, I follow, because, you know, we follow each other on, on Twitter, and I've seen a tweet stuff. Like, she basically, she has a pre existing fandom before you, because the way you make it seem like is like, yeah, she just coincidentally got this job. At the company and oh no 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 she's from a wrestling family so she is she is very uh in deep in the uh in the culture but yeah wait hold on like you're talking about gorilla monsoon that morello yes what yes I'm, you know what? I'm just getting sick of you. I'm getting sick of you. First, you <laughs> told me you had a curtain call. Then you were there at Survivor Series '96, and now you're telling me you are married into. Gorilla Monsoon's family. We need to talk about it. But we, yeah. we will talk about it after this Wrestle Talk podcast. So let's get into NXT. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your true heel phenom, SP3. It is time. It is a new era, ladies and gentlemen. It is no longer Wrestle Talk Podcast NXT Review with LIW. It is now time for a rebrand. It is Mocha 2.0 with Sat E Niangi and your boy SP3 Sat. How are you doing? Yo, Sat E, the E stands for entanglement. Don't make me mad. I might smack you one. <laughs> you know what? SB3, it's been a long three months to be reunited. It feels so good to go along with a new era of NXT. Rasta Talk decided to go over a new era, Mocha 2.0. Expect this show to be raunchy, uncut, off the cuff. Steadily going down a cliff, but expect a review worthy of your time. We thank everyone for joining us. Sometimes, you know, when you get new family members or new neighbors, you feel kind of weary. So we've done a long, slow, steady, you know, passing of the guard, and here we are. SP3, Supreme Professional the third. Let's talk about it. What's going on, brother? I am doing so well. So happy to be back with Sat E. We started off on Mocha Mondays over on the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel. And now we are here. We are here on the big time. We're starting off with NXT 2.0 and we're trying to climb up the ladder of the Wrestle Talk podcast. So show your support for us show your support for this channel remember drop a thumbs up on the video share it with your friends hit the subscribe button if you are new to the wrestle talk podcast youtube channel and all of the wrestle talk family it is mocha wednesday thank you everyone who's joining us in the live chat and of course we want to hear from all of you with your mocha chats because you got the you got your ultra chats you got your omega chats but you gotta have your mocha chats because we want to hear from all of you because mocha 2.0 is all about you guys who are supporting us watching this wrestle talk podcast listening to this wrestle talk podcast so send those those mocha chats and set will read it out i'm giving set the responsibility of reading out the mocha chat <laughs> dude i'm ready listen i was born to read these mocha chats and i'll give it some 
gusto and some oomph and mud mother i promise you i've turned of a new leaf um there's no swearing from me there'll be no fudge bombs no fudge, you know no c fudge. bombs no n bombs well i say lincoln poops but there'll be no l words there'll be no pg i'm all pg here i've changed I'm ready. I'm professional now. I'm like SP3. You can call me SP. I'm kidding. I'm not saying your gimmick. SP4. Kidding. <laughs> yeah, SP4 is already out there in the world, and he's he's the one being good in the background. If you hear any kids screaming, it's usually Harlem. But we are here to talk about NXT 2.0 from last night, and we got to talk about the top the top uh, headline here, which is all about the reuniting of the first ever NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Last week on this on this podcast here, I literally told Sat. I told Sat. I was like I was like they don't usually have seven matches on the card, so they're probably not going to have the NXT Women's Tag Team titles defended and I was wrong. I can admit when I was wrong. I know shocker. You went wrong. I can admit when it's I a was pre-show. I was wrong. Yes. <laughs> I didn't think about the kickoff show. That's why I was wrong. And Seth was also wrong because he said it would be Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu. But we started off the show with a a small little backstage segment where Dakota Kai was looking for Wendy Chu. She finds Wendy Chu's this pillow all torn apart. The fluff is all out of it. She finds her slippers. She finds her PJs on the ground. And it's a mystery. It's like, what happened to Wendy Chu? Is she asleep somewhere and forgot all her gear? And then later on in the night, we get Toxic Attraction. They come out. First of all, Mandy Rhodes says that Shirai and Kaylee Ray misconstrued her words. She said that she could take on and take out any woman in the NXT locker room, but she didn't mean all the women at once. So she felt offended by that. She reminds everyone she's the baddest bitch. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know what you she's would call it. She's the baddest Bitcoin. She's the baddest Bitcoin. Bitcoin. <laughs> The baddest Bitcoin in the game and has the backup of Toxic Attraction. Rose also says she will um, humiliate, uh, she will embarrass Cora Jade, get rid of Io Shirai once and for all, and send Kaylee Ray back under the bridge where she came from. I'm guessing that's a troll reference. Uh, she also says she will cement herself and her legacy as the greatest NXT Women's Champion of all time at Stand and Deliver. Toxic Attraction reveals that they are the ones that beat up uh wendy chu gg and jc says there's no one left there's no tag teams left because they've gotten rid of all the tag teams although they've only defeated one of them in uh, actual title defense but that's besides the point toxic attraction says they will walk in and out of nxt stand and deliver with all the gold and mandy says they are not only toxic attraction they are the attraction this leads to Dakota Kai coming down. She wants revenge for Wendy Chu, but it's a three-on-one beatdown. And who comes out to make the save? None other than her former tag team partner, the person that she won the first ever Women's Dusty Cup with. Raquel Gonzalez and she makes the save. We get the fans chanting yes, yes, yes as they 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 go eye to eye all the history the blood feud that happened last year leading up to nxt take over 36 when these two women fought for the nxt women's championship uh dakota kai went through a mental breakdown she started digging holes in graveyards she comes back with a shovel hits uh raquel gonzalez in the back of the head with the shovel costing her the nxt women's championship might i add against uh mandy rose and 
Dakota Kai says, you know what? The threat of toxic attraction is too much. All the voices in my head are telling me we need to be together. So when Raquel Gonzalez puts her fist for Dakota Kai, she pushes it aside, jumps in her arms, and gives her a long hug, and they reunite. What the hell? How, what? <laughs> First of all, what was your reaction? I was like, Raquel's back from controlling her narrative, you know? And then, then afterwards, I was thinking to myself, Shawn Michaels is booking this show. Obviously, Raquel is cosplaying as Diesel, and Dakota Kai is meant to be disgruntled Shawn Michaels 985. Wendy Chu is meant to be Sid Vicious, by the way. <laughs> you know, if Mayin came back, and beat up, you know, <laughs> Dakota Kai, then I understand the save. It would have been cool. You know, Boa kidnapped Wendy Chu, and she's been possessed again by the spirit of Mei Ying. You know, that could have been a whole thing. There's so many ways that could have been done. My main issue is this, it felt like we skipped weeks of NXT, because there was nothing built up. Yeah, I'm using Shawn Michaels and Diesel as an example. Yeah, similar thing happened. That's because you had a bigger heel, and 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 and, and Shawn Michaels was in peril. He, you know, people people wanted him to be a babyface. With with the whole Dakota Takai thing, I saw more as a tweener. Wendy, she was the lovable one. While Dakota, she's she's female KO. She's like Kevin O. She turns on all her partners. And the fact that it was, you know, Raquel Gonzalez doing the fist bump. Girl, she smacked you with a shovel. She's one of the reasons why you don't have the title right now. You're not NXT champion because the person who jumped on you screwed you out. So I don't mind, for example, when the shield... I always use the Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins storyline because it was a realistic storyline where there's too much water under the bridge to just be next week or we're partners or we're cool. It's like a, they had like a, what you call a blood feud. It sent, it it made Dakota Kai lose her mind as much as I hate this current formation of a character. It just felt like it was rushed. CWC will cheer for everything. So that's not a good indicator that it was a good, solid storyline so usually i try to be the positive one i can't believe i've been put in a situation where i'm like i don't like this this is horrible but it's not earned it's so it was so flat it felt so fake sb3 what did you think um i in in a vacuum i would be okay with this but you said the the operative word here there was no build-up to this at all the little or none of this build-up was basically wendy chu and and dakota kai talking about all the people that dakota kai turned on and i don't even refer to her as the female ko i refer to her as dakota kai as sasha banks 2.0 because sasha also turns on most of our partners that's what made bailey turning on her in 2020 such a big deal because finally someone turned on sasha so uh dakota kai has kind of been in that same range you know turning on tegan knox back at uh nxt war games in 2019 and then turning on rock last year so yeah it just didn't feel earned at all at all it was just like i i, I came up with a better way for this now this is this is my pitch that would have made a little bit more sense if you're gonna do if you're gonna work because the last two weeks of this woman's booking has made zero to no sense if you explained it to someone who's never watched the show and you said so they had these two women who won a tag team but they said they were supposed to get tag team title shots but they said no they're going after the singles title 
And the women that lost in the tournament, one was injured, the other lost in the finals. They've been in a blood feud for over a year. One of the women was actually on the same team as the champions back at War Games. I don't see, I don't hear anyone remembering that Dakota Kai was on Toxic Attraction's team in War Games. In war games, ladies and gentlemen, but now they are such a big threat. They've taken out every other tag team that these two blood feud enemies, former friends, have forgotten the past. They're letting it go. They're shedding all of that, and they are coming together to verse the bigger threat, the bigger attraction, toxic attraction. I mean, I tried to make it as good as possible. It makes zero sense. What I would have done, since you already had Toxic Attraction take out Raquel Gonzalez in that match, you wanted to do that. How about in that match, Laura Jade and Raquel Gonzalez versus Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai, Toxic Attraction came in and just blew the whole thing up. Like, it was no contest. They attacked both teams. And they injured Cora Jade, and they injured Wendy Chu, because that fits in with the storyline. That's what they did last night with Wendy Chu. They've been feuding with Cora Jade for a while. And then the powers that be, because there seems to be no general manager ever since NXT's 2.0's rebrand, the powers that be made made Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, since they are the two members left of those two tag teams, they still needed to do a They faced Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray, and then Toxic Attraction screwed Shirai and KLR to give Raquel and Dakota the victory. And they still they still are feuding, but they had to team together, and they won one match, and they went back-to-back for the Women's Dusty Cup. So they got their title shot. You set up Shirai, KLR, and Cora J to get revenge on Mandy in the Fatal 4-Way, and that would have made a lot more sense than what we got to me. In addition to what you said, SP3, I was thinking, why not go with, do the thing what I suggested. Because Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai came in second place, they get a tag title match. On the night of the show, Wendy Chu I don't, then I don't, take I don't, it I don't like. I don't like rewarding losers. That's that's uh, that's why I like my way. I don't. I I, I knew I knew you were gonna bring up that again, but I don't like rewarding losers. Okay, they okay. But, but <laughs> what I'm trying to say that it would have been a simple case of like, okay, Wendy Chin Dakota Kai gets the title shot. Wendy's taking it on the night, and then Dakota Kai has to go in a handicap match. Then Raquel comes out and does the whole tag thing. That way, it's kind of like I don't like this woman, but I don't want Toxic Attraction to be champion. It's like way doing the balancing of like, okay, this outweighs my issue with uh, Dakota Kai. I think it was how it was presented. If it was presented as an uneasy alliance, then it's good. If the whole hugging, next yeah. you know, the pets jumping on them, licking them in the face, the parents are hugging, oh my gosh, our kids are friends again. Because I'm like, they've never been portrayed as friends. It's more like, this is my heavy. She just got too big for a boot. She took my title. It's not like, it doesn't feel like there was ever even a friendship there. It was just like, you're my insurance policy. You've now... Outstate out outstep your boundaries. You're always there to give me the title. That was the story. So this whole hugging and the whole they're best friends again, they're reunited. It, it felt flat, and also it confirms what I've been saying. Dakota should not be in NXT. This is what happens when you've got nothing to do for a character. You're like, oh, she's crazy now. Uh, uh, she's now hanging out with the sleepy person. Um, uh, now she's teaming up with it. The, there's no payoff, and why would? Unless the coach is like, I'm gonna get my no, there's no revenge. She doesn't even have your title. Why are you hanging out with her, Dakota? She, 
she she literally wants revenge on Toxic Attraction because they attacked Wendy Chu, who she wasn't really friends with. She no. just got into the Dusty Cup because that was her only way back into the Dusty Cup. It was finding a partner, and Wendy Chu was the only one <laughs> aloof enough to trust Dakota Kai. But here we are. They're now going to be on the kickoff show of NXT Stand and Deliver. It's going to be the first ever NXT Women's Tag Team Champions Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai versus uh, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. Toxic Attraction for the NXT Women's Tag Team titles. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. But, set. we got some mocha checks in the chamber for you to read out with your sexy monotone voice. What? I don't have a sexy monotone... Wait. I, I, I'm looking at the chats right now. Wait, is there a question in? I'm legit looking at it. Is your one, is your one more updated than mine? I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. It up. I was leaving it up to you, but I, I'll oh, take that as no, 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 no. I, I, you scared me there. I thought you, you, no, no, there's nothing, there's nothing in there. I just checked right now. Come on, guys, send in your question. I promise I'll read it with so much gumption. Yes, he sat has a very sexy voice for all our podcast listeners. They will, they prefer your voice over mine, I'm sure. But like, yes, most of them are American, so you sound American. I sound exotic because I'm British. 
<laughs> exactly. That's it. That's that's like you you have you have ten uh, percent more sexiness than me because of your accent. Ah, uh, listen to no, nah, that's not true, man. You, you're Afro Latino, man. You you go far. You come to the UK. You're a married man, but you you have to bring your wife too because she has to like kung fu kick some. <laughs> might come sooner than you think ladies and gentlemen we might talk about that let's get into last night's edition of nxt 2.0 send those mocha chats in we want to hear what you thought gonzalez and reuniting you know don't listen to our opinion tell us your opinion what did you think did you like it did you enjoy it did it make sense to you i mean i would love i would love for you to make it make sense to me please so send those mocha chats in but let's get into this episode of nxt 2.0 it started off uh like it started off in a in a unique way where we had imperium making their entrance we get uh gunther in the front with the rest uh, with the rest of Imperium, Fabian Iker and uh, Marcel Bartel, and then we just see him just boom right into the camera range because La Knight attacks him from behind, and they they start pretty much how we ended this whole situation last week with La Knight and MSK and Imperium, and we start off a huge brawl to kick off the show that leads into a trios match of Imperium versus LA Knight and MSK. A little stand and deliver preview here. I liked MSK. They started uh, flying with Topes, uh, Tope Suicida by Nash Carter, where he almost flew over Barcel, uh, Bartel's head at, uh, in the beginning here before the first commercial break. But Wesley, he gets caught by Gunther. And then uh, we get a stare down with him and Knight before the commercial break. Knight makes a t- hot tag after the commercial. He comes in. This leads to Gunther and Knight uh, fighting to the backstage area. They start brawling. So it comes down to the two tag teams. And then uh, basically Imperium cuts the ring off. They take out Wesley. And then Fabian Eicher blasts Carter with a lariat, turning him inside out to give Imperium the victory. I thought that this opener, it got a good amount of time. Post-match, the Creed's uh, stare down with Imperium and MSK to preview the three-way for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Sat, what did you think about this opener here? Well, during the brawl, I've noticed that uh, NXT's entrances have become less of a priority. It feels like someone's following the AEW Rampage model of like, let's just hook him from the beginning because they just went straight right into it. It was a good match. Uh, Fabian Eichner's uh, uh, Lariat, that was for me the highlight of the match. And Gunter, my goodness, he's lost so much weight. He's looking like a waif. <laughs> he's got a svelte physique. <laughs> Yeah, like my guy's working out. Uh, it made sense for Imperium to win because they're the more experienced team. A lot of the times, WWE sometimes like to favor babyface tag teams over an established team. And I'm happy that NXT is giving Imperium the respect they deserve. Unlike another team we're going to talk about later. Um, but um, yeah, it, it did what it needed to do. Uh, I can't wait for the Triple Threat uh, tag team match because, you know, that's become a staple since Hardy's Dudley Boys and uh, Edge and Christian, they they love a trios uh, team match and it's destined to be a good one. Well, last year at Sand and Deliver, MSK won the NXT uh, Tag Team Championships with the Grizzle Young Veterans and Legato Del Fantasma. So, you know, it is it was cool for the champion 
three here look strong. Uh, you know, a bunch of people want the Creeds to win on on uh, Saturday, but MSK, you heard the booze for uh, Nash Carter and uh, Wesley. It's, it has returned, and that has to do a lot with what's going on on social media. But we you don't think? have to. Yeah, we, CWC we uh, don't have social so. media. CWC yes, they do. have social media. They have 4chan on Reddit. Hey, hey, Sat, I, w- I would be careful talking about the CWC. I saw some people from the CWC in the comments last week. They came for us because we said that they didn't sing Glorious, and they told me that they did. So, uh, you know, I'm, I think they do have social media, and that's the reason why they, they brought back the Boo Birds for MSK. They just don't seem to be light in Orlando. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. CWC is not a good barometer. For what's over, <laughs> you have to wait for this Saturday and Sunday. This Saturday, I, like I'm a I'm an LA Knight fan, but I want to see how over he really is. And also, do you guys really hate MSK? That's why I can't wait for this Saturday. But on to the next segment. Yes, next they went they went to a little vignette where they highlighted Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray's Women's Dusty Cup win. Uh, they talk about getting revenge on Toxic Attraction, and both ladies say they will win on Saturday, getting into a, a little argument, and in the end, they both say, may the best woman win, with each of them kind of saying they are going to win. Uh, Kaylee Ray talking about her run, holding the uh, NXT UK Championship for 648-plus days. Uh, Io Shirai, one of the most decorated women in NXT history, former NXT Women's Champion and NXT Women's Tag Team title, uh, Tag Team Champion. What do you think about their reasoning for taking the, the fatal four-way match over a tag team title shot? I was going to ask you that, but before I start, shout out to A-Mac, Alex McCarthy in the chat. That's our other daily brother, so I'm excited. Indeed. He's always the Irish chief. All love, brother. I wish you were here to, to get your uh, points on things. Uh, to, to be honest, I didn't mind the fact uh, that it's like a smart babyface reasoning. They're using her words against her. My The only issue is, or the only question is, we didn't see this case being pleaded and for it to be like, yeah, you know, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, you did win the tournament. You don't want to defend it. You don't want the title opportunity. Okay, this can work. I I didn't mind it, but I, I was thinking the whole time, what's SP3 gonna think of this? He's still probably gonna shake his head like, nah. It was a bit smart use of footage as well. It was a smart. It was just like in that concise form, you know, out of context. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's, what that's, that's what you call doctoring footage. They're doctoring footage. I am right there with you, Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett is 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 throwing his hands up on them, kind of using misconstruing her words, Mandy Rose. He should not be defending this. In- but I'm all, you know, I, I'll take off my Vince hat and I'll think logically. And I want to see this fatal four way a lot more than I ever wanted to see Mandy Rose versus Cora Jade. Can I ask you a question? This is me. I'm going to be honest with everyone. I, I haven't watched any of Mandy Rose's title defenses. <laughs> so has she been a good champion? I'm legit. Have you watched? <laughs> um, I know I see. I don't remember her last title. Well, no, her last title defense was against Kaylee Ray because that's how we got the tag team of Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray before the Women's Dusty Cup. That was back at, I believe, Vengeance Day. Um, I don't remember that match being good. Uh, I know her and Cora J had a short match. I know her and Raquel had matches. So 
I mean, it hasn't been anything to write home about. This NXT women's division used to be one of the best women's divisions in the entire world a year ago. And I don't understand why they have made it lesser than in the past 12 months. Well, we all know why, but yeah, but it looks like we've got some chat, Malka chats in. Finally, people giving us some money. We've got- Bring them more in, bring them more in. We'll, 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 we'll wait, we'll get into, let's get uh, get in. Uh, last segment or here yeah, earlier in this week, apparently uh, Tatum Paxley, uh, I, I always spelled that name wrong, is helping clean and fix things at the Diamond Mine Gym. And then Ivy Nile uh, comes in and talks trash, saying Diamond Mine uh, kicks ass, not kiss ass. Um, you got to excuse me, Mod Mother. That was just in the script. That's what he that's what she said. Not me. It was it was bum. Mod Mother, he meant bum. <laughs> That's what meant. Gosh. Kiss bum. Not, we kick bum, not kiss bum. Yes, they kick bum. Uh, the, the thing is, yeah, um, Diamond Mine fascinates me because they're not heels, right? They are tweeners. It, it just depends on what week it is because Roderick Strong, he he's tilted towards heel again the last couple of weeks. But Creed Brothers and Ivy Nile have been facing hills and also they've been winning matches that's the most important thing their leader who i love roderick strong has been getting a lot of l's lately to the point i'm worried that his membership as the leader might get revoked at some point i mean is he really the leader or is malcolm yes. bivens the leader malcolm he, bivens is the leader to me uh for me it's roderick strong because who's gonna tell him to get out of the group i'm not doing it Roger Strong's uh he doesn't seem like the leader of uh Diamond Mine. He seems what? like the leader in the line to AEW. Oh, you know what? Moving on swiftly. What's what's the next what's the next <laughs> go, segment? Go ahead, go ahead to the mocha chat. Go ahead to the mocha chats. <laughs> oh, I can do mocha chats now. All right. You my boy blue donated five dollars. I don't know what that translates to in English coins, but thanks for watching the show. So I don't have to. Don't worry. You my boy blue, I got you. I'll watch the show for you. I'll make it more entertaining than it actually is. But Santam is actually not that bad. And I also got Lightning Links, who has been a member for seven months in a row. Yes, hey. he's been a member. Woohoo! And then uh, we got Bubba donating five dollars and fifty-seven cents. He says Mocha 2.0, the best distraction from COVID. The good eggs live on. Yes, we do, Bubba. We live on. Where all the good eggs at? Put those eggs for us. Show us your... Keep those mocha chats coming. We love the love. Shout out to you, my boy, Blue. He's one of the uh, he's one of the true heels over in the True Hill Heat uh, community chat over on that channel as well. So appreciate you showing love for Mocha 2.0 here. Uh, next segment, it was another backstage segment, which they have a lot of these on NXT. Mm. Like I, I really noticed that, taking notes for the first time on this show. Um <laughs> Footage of Tiffany Stratton beating down Saray and defeating her, I believe this was two weeks ago or last week. Uh, we also see Saray searching for and finding her necklace underneath some like production truck or production thing in the backstage area. It was it was weird, but I had to take note of it. Uh, we also had next this led into these two backstage segments were because we had Ivy now going one on one with Tiffany Stratton, two of the two uh you know young up and comers, newer stars of the NXT women's division. 
one cringeworthy line, and even uh, even Homie on commentary said the same thing. Wade Barrett says that he would love to be Tiffany Stratton's daddy. Yes, he said that. He said that, ladies and gentlemen. I just put in my notes. Yikes! In the paternal sense, right? We're gonna go with I, that. I mean, I mean, I don't know if he wants to be Tiffany Stratton daddy's in the paternal sense because that means that you got to give up a lot of credit cards and pay for her shopping sprees. Or maybe he wants to give her the Barrett Barrage. <laughs> Whatever that means. He wants to give her the bull hammer. Um, next, <laughs> next we had uh, in the match, uh, Tiffany Stratton actually showed a lot of uh, athleticism. She did a nice little uh, standing moonsault at one point. I was actually impressed by that. Uh, I love Ivy just basically looking annoyed as Tiffany Stratton had her in a submission at one point, and she of kicks she even hit like a curb stomp on tiffany and then there was smoke in the entrance way and out of nowhere they cut to tiffany stratton and then they cut back and then Ray was up on the apron and distracted uh stratton enough for ivy nile to lock on her dragon sleeper with the hooks in for the victory here these are two of the newer ladies like I said at the beginning here, so it was rough in a lot of different pace in a lot of different places because you know they don't know how to go from point A to point B all the time. But both ladies showed a lot of potential here. What do you think? So I'll put that in my notes that these are the, the two of the biggest is the biggest test for two of the rookies who are clearly groomed in NXT to to do big things, and based on off the experience level, they had to produce a satisfactory match. The the moves were good, but like you said, the, the transition wasn't as smooth as it should have been. There were some mild timing issues. But Ivy Nile, I uh, of the two between Mandy Rose 1.0, aka Tiffany Stratton, and Ivy Nile, Ivy Nile is slightly more ahead in terms of skill set level in the ring. She dresses like Mandy Rose. She picked up Mandy she Rose outfit two years ago. She's like, yeah, she I'll was take that. She was like, she was like, you don't have the blonde hair anymore. You don't use the colorful outfit. Yeah. Hey, I'll take all of that and I'm going to be Mandy Rose 2.0. Tiffany Strash should go smack down and hang out with Sonya. It would probably take Sonya five minutes to realize she's not talking to Mandy. Oh, oh snap. Yeah, so this match was good. It wasn't great. It wasn't a disaster because it could have been like blown spots. It could have been visible where the timing spots went wrong. But Ivy now, I'm high on her. She's someone that reminds me of 1997 China where she's like the silent killer. She just frowns. And I say, she's money. She's got the arms. She's got the frown. That's all you need. And she doesn't move well. She does a nice push-up. She does a nice, you know, head, you know, neck vice. She does the, you know, the cravat, that dragon sleep that she does. So I'm happy that she won because for me, if it was, and also she's over in the CWC, whatever that means. You know, I mean, it means it means something. She's over with the fans. She's gonna be in front of every week. She's so over in Florida, cool. guys. She's nothing. You know, Florida's cool, but I'm just saying she's over in Florida. I just can't wait for Stand and Deliver so I can see more. I want to know what it's like in other parts of America. <laughs> is you want to see if they are over outside of the CWC and in yes. Orlando, which is totally understandable because they've been here for two plus years. So <laughs> it's totally understandable that you want to see them out there on Saturday in Dallas so it should be a bunch of fun next we had probably in my opinion the best segment of this entire show Tomas 
from his usual uh, setting by the garage door. I know you hate uh, Champa or you think he's old. Yes, yes, I'm talking to you, Sat. You've been your your slander for all the wrestling daily or old school Mocha Monday fans. Your 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 bias against Tommaso Champa. You know the story. Yes. I saw him and he looks like a lovely guy. And so I squashed the beef in my head. This one side of beef because you didn't want to say it to him. No, oh, oh, listen, I. Uh, Amax, I was Amax guest. Amax professional career comes over personal grudges. For him to say, "Who is this nigga poop who brought him here?" And for Amax to say, "Yeah, I, I brought him here." His reputation mattered more than my one-sided beef with Grandpa Champa, who's no longer a grandpa, who now has a, a just for men, you know, <laughs> regiment on his beard. I was disappointed that he did not chuck the chair that's the best thing about his promos no, <laughs> you just... missed the you missed the point of this this was him got talking, the point. talking about the fans uh this is the end as stand and deliver he brings up the nxt fans were there when he had his wife had five miscarriages uh before he, the birth of his daughter that that was a i was like wow he's he's being real here you don't bring this is real. Uh, Champa says he will end his final night the right way with a fairy tale ending. And then he was about to chuck the chair, but instead he laid it again the garage door because on the back of the chair it has his NXT tombstone from September 9th, 2015 to when it will end this Saturday, April 2nd, 2022. I thought that this was nice use of real to add some emotion to his match with Tony D because if a promo that he cut talking about this might be the end of him in NXT that set up this match with Tony D and then this promo here if it wasn't for his promo work this would probably be the match that I would least be looking forward to but when you really look at the stand and deliver card I feel like Ciampa versus Tony D is the most unpredictable of the matches on this card but what did you think about this promo here? It was a hot like in the past, yeah. In my wrestling daily days, I, I wasn't high on, on, on Champa for his beliefs, not as a talent. He's one of the best heels that NXT has ever produced. The best yeah. theme song he ever had was a chorus of booze. <laughs> like that man, I respect him as a performer. It was more personal beliefs, you know, the whole Blue Lives Matter thing that I wasn't a fan of. But as a wrestler, as a person I got to see in the same room with, he seems like a lovely guy. And, it, and, and the heartfelt, genuine promo, that's the same energy kind of exudes that I saw in real life. So that was a great promo. And yeah, I got the significance of the chair. But I legit put in my notes before he finished his promo. I can't wait for him to throw the chair. And he didn't do it and I understood it, but I still wanted him to go. Just, it makes me laugh because it's kind of like he does his promo in this dingy area and then he goes, ah, I had enough. And he didn't do it, but it was good. It was you good. Had to, you had to put a toy uh yes I, I, was, I like i like I, if he would if he just would have just not done it because it's his final promo on nxt i totally understand where you're coming from i'd be disappointed too that we didn't get the chair chuck because i enjoyed that too but the fact that it had his tombstone i thought that that was man your feet it was a nice cherry on top of what i thought was a great promo here there you go, Tony D. Hey, forget about it. Come you should know you're 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 part of the Italian family, a prominent family, as I found out earlier. I find yes. out things about you a lot. Like I feel like, oh yeah, I know, I know SP3, and I know Supreme Professional the Third. Then he drops little nuggets about himself that's super interesting. 
Anyway, moving on swiftly. You gotta, li- gotta listen to the extras to find out what he's talking about. Um, we see uh, Dolph Ziggler is traveling. Uh, behind the scenes look of Dolph Ziggler getting ready for Stand and Deliver. We see him on the bump. We see him on the Corey Graves podcast. He also does a photo where he is just in extra like douchey mode he's in he's in extra uh jerk mode he's just a complete jerk during this whole this whole uh vignette and promo segment we see footage of he talks about having a chip on his shoulder and they actually show you footage of him as caddy nick nemeth for for current white as well as nikki the cheerleader in the spirit squad i thought that was that it's, was great. Yes, it's canon. it's canon that these are all the same people now. And he says that yes, he's bitter. Yes, he has a chip on his shoulder, and that's why he came to NXT to tell to tell the younger guys that he's still here. He's still at the top of his game, and that's how he won the NXT championship. And that's why he's going to keep the NXT championship at Stand and Deliver. I thought this was a nice little hype for Breaker versus Ziggler. We kind of got the juxtaposition uh, later on in the show with Braun Breaker behind the scenes him talking about how you know Dolph Ziggler just shows up on Tuesday he does his little segment and then he just leaves because he's not about NXT anymore he's not about you know working with the young guys like is is at the PC every single day working hard and at the biggest show of NXT history he's gonna reclaim the NXT championship so what did you think about the two promo vignettes to hype up the main event of Stand and Deliver? Brom Breaker said what needed to be said. Uh, you know, there's nothing more he can say. He wants to get his title back. There, there was a you know a brief you know celebration about the Steiner brothers going to the Hall of Fame. We'll probably speak a little bit about that later. Dolph Ziggler, I'm I'm happy for him, but at the same time, it kind of reeks of a guy that graduated from high school a long time ago, then went to his high school reunion. Then for some reason he stole the trophy and now he won't leave the high school for some reason. It's like, dude, you had your time. <laughs> Cause the way he's acting is like, this is the DZ people been waiting for. This is the Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. On the main roster. This is a developmental son. Like you're just there to, to, um, I don't know. Give, you know what he rub? is. He's, have you ever you seen, it. um, off kiss with Drew Barrymore? Yeah, first kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. Of course, for, classic. For, for, that's a classic. He's basically David Arquette in first kiss. David basically was the the, the high school uh, star baseball player. And then he left high school. He gets hurt. And then he's working at the tiki the tiki shop at, in, in town. And then he, because his sister has to go undercover in, in the high school, he comes back to high school. And then once again, he's the star again that's Dolph Ziggler he's gone back to high school and he's being the star athlete once again Dolph Ziggler is David Arquette in first kiss and also I um I just hope it's kind of weird because yeah you want Bron Breaker on the main roster but we've seen instances when Bron Breaker still got a lot to learn in terms of seasoning in the ring he does explosive moves really well but in terms of being a great storyteller he's still got another six months to go so I hope that Bron Breaker gets that big stage, you know, stand and deliver. And then after that, uh, never been kissed. Never That's- been kissed. Yeah. I, I was like, I was like, it's something about her first kiss. Sign about kiss. kiss we'll do Barrymore. Like yes. <laughs> <laughs> but 
my, my only thank you, my, Erica. You're the best. You're the best. Anik, you're the best. My only issue, my only issue is that Dolph Ziggler is part of an aimless tag team because I'm going to do a quick comparison. So when Cesaro and Sheamus were put together, the bar people were cringing, but they end up being a great tag team that served the purpose in the division. The Dirty Dogs could be a lot more, but they're not been shown a lot more. They're a tag team that wins sometimes, but they're mostly being uh, introduced as as a joke, not even a threat. If you're being honest, so Dolph Ziggler, have your great five minutes. I can't wait for you know Dallas them and deliver, and I hope that Braun Breaker wins the title. Yeah, I think it's time for Braun Breaker to regain the title. I think they just did this. So basically, um, yeah, they basically he has his big moment in front of the big in front of the big crowd in Dallas, Texas. As his father and his uncle going into the Hall of Fame, this seems like a Steiner Breaker weekend. <laughs> Steiner Breaker, I like so- that. It sounds like a finishing move, Steiner Breaker. Because <laughs> it probably is a finisher you might introduce on the Bingo. night. <laughs> Bingo. Uh, now it's, and now that's canon as well, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, was it Vic Joseph said on commentary that his 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 father, he's his father is Rick Steiner, and that's his uncle, Scott Steiner. So it's now canon. So now they can say when when Robert Rude does an elbow drop into the push-ups, they can say, Oh, they're mocking Braun Breaker's uncle. Oh, don't, don't forget, newly WWE Hall of Famer. You know, they love to plug that. They, that's going to be the, the, the talking point from now on. Absolutely. So next we had probably the vignette that's been talked about. I've seen a couple people tweet about this one. Uh, Cora Day about and she talks about her her journey to the nxt women's championship discussing her dream of becoming a wwe superstar just a little a a little girl that dreamt from chicago and she's great she graduated early so she could start wrestling in the nxt women's championship she she mentions the past champion bailey like oscar like sasha banks like charlotte i don't like her by the way i was like what this is that was random as hell that was random as hell. i love that, she, that was in my notes <laughs> that was so random though it was just like i was like are you are you did you have like clairvoyant and saw the future of you jobbing out to charlotte flair over and over again when you get to the main roster so you had to mention i don't like her by the way and <laughs> kept going talking about Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler and saying that Mandy Rhodes doesn't uh doesn't live up to and doesn't hold the title like those past great champions of NXT and she brings up that Shirai KLR are very accomplished, Io Shirai the most decorated woman in NXT history, uh Kaylee Ray the most decorated woman in NXT UK. But and deliver, she will realize her dream. I thought I thought the one, the one thing that stood out to me is that Cora J doesn't like Charlotte Flair. That like I I I don't know what, but that it's, was the main thing that stood out from this vignette for me. For me, it also so before we get to that, I feel like Cora J's gimmick is I'm 32 years old, but every time she's on screen and she talks about growing up, she makes me feel like 42. Because I was like, you, you grew up doing Paige, Paige, you know, like I. I was yeah. in my early twenties when, like, it. Okay, the Charlotte thing is, he, she probably someone probably told her, you see that storyline they did with with Tony with Tony Storm, yeah. You're in your early twenties, right? Yeah, you're gonna be throwing pies <laughs> at Charlotte Flair because they really did the Home Alone thing. They're like, this is great. 
what more juvenile storylines can we get you in? And yeah, and also, like, she's right. Mandy Rose is the Sergeant Slaughter for the NXT Women's title. It has to start somewhere because all the previous champions have been great caliber. You can't talk uh, shiznit by any of the previous champion. Mandy Rose, you can poke holes in her game. She's like Sergeant Slaughter. She's kind of like, they gave her the title, but it wasn't as great as the previous champion. You have to start somewhere. She's the Sergeant Slaughter. No, actually, no. Raquel Gonzalez is Sergeant Slaughter. They're both Sergeant Slaughters. No, <laughs> no, be, be, no, no. That wasn't actually a good, a good analogy because Sergeant Slaughter was basically a mid-carder for all of his career until he beat Ultimate Warrior and was the Iraqi sympathizer to lose to Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 7, which outside of WrestleMania 36 is the lowest uh, lowest grossing live gate for a WrestleMania ever, WrestleMania 7. Just so people know, if you do a trivia battle, I answered that question correct. So I just wanted to tell other people that. But yes, um, yeah, I do agree. She is kind of the Sergeant Slaughter because Mandy Rose was nothing but like kind of a mid-carter on the main roster. And then she comes to NXT and she's the NXT champion and the face of the division. So, uh, yeah, I kind of agree with Cora Jade in this sense. But this really was, once again, another reminder that they it really seems like they are telegraphing that this is going to be the Cora Jade coronation at Stand and Deliver. Which is not a bad thing. Anything that gets Io Shirai off NXT as soon as possible. My girl's been there for two. And she graduated two years ago, guys. Leave her be. Let her start her new job now on the main roster. <laughs> Let her start on the main roster. Let her start her promotion already. Uh, but yes, next we had some tag team action. It was Legato Del Fantasma versus Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. Uh, the one move that stood out for me was Joaquin Wild busting out a flagpole elbow drop off the ring post just and then drop the elbow on uh, Jensen on the floor. Legato Del Fantasma isolated Jensen until he makes the hot tag. Wild goes for a 450 but he's distracted by Fallon Henley, who attacks uh, Electra Lopez. I always confuse Fallon Henley and uh, Tatum Paxley. I get that. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. They both came in around the same time. They both had similar gear for a bit. But yeah, they're just interchangeable right now. I don't think and anyone would notice. No, neither one of them really stand out, too. So, yeah, <laughs> this uh, leads to Briggs actually catching Wild on the 450 splash into a choke, into a choke slam. And then uh, he hit, they hit the high, low Jensen and Briggs for three. Just thought it was kind of there. What about you, Seth? Are you ready? I'm, uh, I'm about to go in on on, on uh, Bull McGillicuddy because he looks across between, you know, uh, Curtis Axel and Bob Buchanan. Bull McGillicuddy looked like a, a, a third member of the Smoking Guns. Briggs reminds me of a young Bradshaw because that Lariat was good and that Chokeslam was good as well. But I don't get Briggs and Jensen. They remind me of a bit like um, Bland and Murphy. That's why I used to call Blake. Bland and Murphy when they were a tag team at NXT. It's a tag team I don't think will make it to the main roster. I see them breaking breaking up down the line when Vince comes and does another check at the performance center. He goes, wow, who's that? His name is Briggs, sir. Who's that? That's Bobby Cannon, sir. Ugh. Break him up. I want him in the main roster now. So I see Briggs having a great like main event heel run 
that should have been Duke Hudson's projection in NXT. I see Briggs' future. But as a tag team, they got a ceiling because they're a bunch of guys. They look like fans. It's like, why is the CWC fans wrestling in the ring, putting back where they belong? That's where I see them right now. Mendoza and, and, and while they're slick in the ring, they basically did the, 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 the bulk of, of great moves in, in, in the ring. But Briggs and Jensen, meh, they're not for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the demographic they're seeking, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, I don't really care for them. With, with the high and low, you know, tag team maneuver, ah, Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch did it better. Forget about it. Chanel uh, Raleigh do it better on AEW. Um, <laughs> so, you in AEW, God. I, 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 yeah, always, always. Uh, next, we had a segment that I'm not going to waste too much time talking about. It's Indy Hartwell. No, I was gonna ask you. I was gonna ask no, you. I'm, this. I was gonna ask you a question. I'm good. I'm good with them. Are you team? Stuff. Are you team Dusha or are you team Index? Guys in the chat, let me know. Are you team Dusha or are you team Index? Heck, Mocha chatted. Are you team Dusha or are you team Index? <laughs> okay, that's me done there. Uh, yes, Indy Hartwell and Bertrand Murata are talking about their boyfriends, and they set up a Texas-sized showdown where the fans will vote on couple this Saturday at Stand and Deliver. So I'm guessing that's going to be a part of the kickoff show as well. Awesome. And that's something you're you're looking forward to, aren't you? Listen, I'm I'm good with the Gaga sometimes, and Indy Hartwell, she's a gem. She turns anything into golden poop. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of poop around her segments as of ever since she's been separated from the way. It just doesn't seem like they know what they're doing with her. But we also it's a continuation back... of the way. It's the way's cousin because <laughs> Persia is like her old friend. It's like that's this my is... cousin from straight. <laughs> this is not as entertaining as the way segments. It's um... not. Yeah, you need Johnny Gargano's uh, charisma. Yeah. And, and Austin Theory was great in those segments too. Uh, he but... was, but I, can't, I still can't look at it the same way because they purposely made him pubescent for obvious reasons. Well, yeah. Uh, Cameron Grimes is interviewed by C. He says he is nervous and says it's the biggest match of his career tonight. Event is the triple threat with Roderick Strong and A Kid. And Grimes praises his opponents, but says he needs this more than them. And he, he, this is about delivering on the promise he made to his father. I still miss Cameron Grimes stacking money to the moon. Can I say something? Kid. I wrote down. I wrote down. Plucky babyface Cameron Grimes is dog fart. This revamped version of Cameron grimes has stripped away of all the aura of this trashy country boy made rich even be before he became rich the only time we saw old cameron grimes was in the ring later on when we get to it but yeah he's i know they're getting him ready for main roster run but please don't strip our boy of his charisma because i saw it and i was like no offense like if you lost the parents like yeah that that whole situation that sucks and it tugs at your heartstring but yeah. to use that that can't be his defining character. He can't be like, I did it for you, dad, which they might do. You know, there's more to the character. Please, after this, drop the whole, like, respect his dad, yay. But I hope he wins the title because you're going there. You better effing give him the title. You better give him the fudging title. Give him the fudging title because you can't play the dad card for him to lose again. Then he'll be a loser. Yeah. No one supports a loser. So give him the title. I'm with it. But I hope we get the old Cameron Grimes. For me, that's the reason why. Because I can't do depression sad sack. I can't do that. I can't. I said this best over on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. 
WWE, I understand this is basically them prepping Cameron Grimes to eventually get called up to the main roster because they feel like the Cameron Grimes, you know, stacking money to the moon was one dimensional and deaf to his character, make him more sympathetic, make him have a connection with the crowd. But I am sorry, any serious character, think about any serious character in NXT, whether it be, you know, your Keith Lee's of the world, your, your carrying crosses of the world, who did better, those two guys or Riddle? Riddle, who was a comedy character, someone that made Vince laugh. Cameron Grimes was that character to make Vince laugh. I feel more confident about that character for Cameron Grimes being successful on the main roster than this one ever will be. Yes. Just give him back his beard, give him back his hairy chest, and make him grimy, as someone put in the chat. Shout out to whoever put that in the chat. Nice. i got some more uh, mochi chats for you in the end, just to let you know. I've got one more. Absolutely. In, uh, we're going to we're gonna get to it after we're done with the review here. Carmelo, uh, Carmelo, and my favorite part of D2.0, that uh, Carmelo talks about how he's a future general manager for all the banger matches he set up to set up the ladder match as stand and deliver. But he's interrupted by Grayson Waller, who says that uh, he talks about him. He sacrificed his body to win the match at War Games for him and Hayes back in December. And then he ends the promo saying, "Mine, mine's bigger than yours in, re- in reference to Sanga the Thunder being bigger than Trick Williams. And Carmelo responds with, "Who says that?" That is true. Who says that? I, I, I don't like. I don't want to go too much into it. It, it was a segment moving along swiftly. <laughs> Very correct. Uh, speaking of a segment that we're going to move along swiftly, you had Encino Man, aka Von Wagner, going one on one with Bodie Haywood. Uh, no, 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 no. Back. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was nineteen ninety seven Lex Luger, guys. <laughs> Okay, 1997 Lex Luger, a.k.a. Bodie Haywood, versus Encino Man, Von Wagner. Uh, Jack and Time are out on uh, at the, at a mini commentary table. This is the first time that I'm seeing them at this like commentary table. Uh, and then we get Sophia Cromwell is in the front row. That's the lady that's been hanging out with uh, Robert Stone and Von Wagner over the last couple of weeks. And Gyro just, uh, Giro is just has a crush on her. He's just staring at her. Finally, he's like... Oh, my precious. Uh, Wagner dominates this match, but Haywood does get a little bit of offense. But uh, he cuts off Haywood's uh, flurry, and then he hits his AA variation, his attitude adjustment variation. Variant. I don't know what this was, but this match was another one that was just kind of there. All right, so before we begin, so I haven't seen Wagner in weeks. So I'll put down, I like Wagner's new Saliva-inspired theme song. It's better than his last generic song, which was like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, exactly. Dumb. So this one, I was getting ready for saliva vocals. So I was like, I like this. Like I, like I wrote down, Bodie Hayward, 987 Lex Luger. He had the black trunks, got the blonde hair, the white boots. What I was missing is... You know the theme song. Uh, yeah, Bodie's trying to impress his daddy Dom Chase in the match. Robert Stone continues to be the worst manager, much worse than Colonel Robert Parker, who always lost his clients' matches. No, no, no. Colonel Rob Parker was horrible. I'm, you know, I'm watching yeah. 1996. He's horrible. He's this, horrible. <laughs> we'll talk about this one day. When I'm doing the rewind show, we'll talk about it. Yeah. And I hope Kushida can drag uh, Von Wagner to a good match because that's, you know, what it's leading to. And also, when Von Wagner gave uh, that Cromwell lady the look, I just thought, oh, 
me so horny. I'll be so horny. That's I, the felt, I, I felt like I was watching Degrassi, where any female and a male make eye contact in Degrassi, you know they're going to hook up. So that's what it felt like I was watching. Uh, Post-match, it was that uh, Wagner attacks Jacket Time at their commentary table. Bond throws Gyro, uh, Gyro in the, uh, into the ring, and he delivers his AA variant on him. And then he rips Ikemen's jacket. He rips it. He just tears it. And then he stare, And then uh, Encino Man stares down with Sophia on his oh, way out. I'll be so horny. I'll oh, be so horny. horny. <laughs> Next up... <laughs> Next up, you had Tony D. Uh, he tells Champa he's sitting at his at his at his at his at his uh, Uncle Paul D's restaurant in Chicago, and he's like he's like he made a mistake by attacking me, uh, attacking him last week, huh? Uh, he's gonna inform Champa that uh, it will be his last match at uh, Stand and Deliver, and then he wonders, uh, where's where's Uncle Paulie at? Huh? 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 Call me right. Sincenzo, huh? huh? I okay. So this is what I hope. You can't be the Don of NXT because everyone's got a bodyguard. Everyone's got a crew, like especially with Legado. That's a, that's my dream feud. A couple of NXT guys they're high on, uh, have them join Tony D's collective, make them debut in his match against Champa. Because now is the time to give him an entourage. Because I remember back in the days with FBI. Because I'm I'm you know yes. even though FBI is more like their goons in the street. He seems to be more part of the family we need something he needs a crew heck chase you's got a crew he needs a crew my guy tony d hey forget about it he needs a crew come on man come on come on come, come on. on get come tony on. d a crew he's been he's been talking on the on the twitter on the twitter machine uh with ah, the, just forget about el, el gante ah, el gante from uh some tv show out there i don't know i don't talk to all the other people um <laughs> you should know he hangs up a lot of italians so he knows how to talk like them <laughs> Your child's Italian no. too, bro. It's, it's because I've watched I've watched Goodfellas like 146 times, and also uh, I watch a lot of Jersey Shore as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Triple H, with it, we get a little Triple H tribute because, of course, the game has retired from the ring. Uh, we also see Nikita Lyons getting ready for her matchup, but first, there's Joe Gacy one on one with Draco Anthony, following up from their whole feud over the last couple of weeks with Gacy. And Harlan stalking him at uh, while he tries to work out at the gym. Gacy tries to shake his hand at the beginning, but Anthony slaps it away. Uh, Joe hits a shoulder block and goes in for a hug, uh, but Draco uh, fights back. I just realized in the middle of this, I like stopped my notes about the moves in the matchup, and I was like, I just realized that Draco Anthony is dressed like a no limit soldier. <laughs> no, we just that. <laughs> Okay, if you're not just that, didn't Draco Anthony have a vignette which portrayed the street life? Was he the yes. same guy? Yes, and, yes, and it was. Dropped, and they dropped it, right? They dropped it. Now he's in the military, and uh, I, don't, I don't know. I was confused by him in the no limit show in the no soldier uh, pants there. Uh, the last like, member, or, or or he's Tony from SmackDown versus Raw. Um, Gacy Gacy grounds Anthony at one point, and then he hits a nice little Uranagi. We also see Harlan is being stalked by Quincy Elliott, who is in the front row. Uh, Gacy uh, hits a his handspring lariat for the victory here. This was yet another match that was just kind of there. Getting reps. The, I'll call them getting reps match. Draco needed some reps. Uh, I wrote down that the, Draco's built. He has a good look. Just needs a persona that will fit him and make him successful. And Quincy was checking out Harlan's wooden plank booty. 
Did you say what in plain booty? What? Because <laughs> you know there's nothing there, but he's checking him out. He stands like a plank. He stands like he got something, you know. He's not relaxed. So he's holding something between them cheeks. <laughs> so... Jesus Christ. We've had Colonel Rob Parker references and holding things between the cheeks. Ladies and gentlemen, what this is Mocha. Booty. Mocha 2.0, indeed. Um... Nikita Lyons uh, is finally having her second match here. She goes one-on-one with Sloan Jacobs. This is a squash. Dominic <laughs> hits her spitting front kick and booty in a split once again on uh, Sloan Jacobs. Post-match, Lash Legend talks trash to uh, Nikita Lyons and says that she would beat Lyons at stand and after stand and deliver. So what did you think about Nikita Lyons' second match here? I was like the virus superstar La Femme Nikita. Uh, she did a Mang style frost kick. <laughs> I was mentioned. It was. It was. It was, right? It was. Yeah. It, you even watch it enough to know that. That's the same kind of motion. And also, I was like, I hope she doesn't tear her quad one day doing them splits. Because that first time she did it is viral. But you wouldn't, you couldn't pay me enough to do <laughs> so many splits in matches. Because there's wears and tears that can happen. All fronts, uh, but yeah, um, Nikita Lions versus Lash Legend. You talk about hoss fight, that's a hoss fight. I'm looking for two women slapping meat. I, a lot of meat. I, want, I don't want them to verse each other, I want them to be a tag team. Thigh mm. velocity, thigh Fight energy, velocity. Um, thigh energy. <laughs> Uh, the lion's legend, lashing legends. Oh, Romeo said, "Tribal cheeks are tribal cheeks." <laughs> Our tribal cheeks, absolutely. Yam Yam Bigelow. I'm just, I'm all for it. I'm all for all of these things. Um, next we have one of my other favorite parts of this show, which is always Malcolm Bivens on the mic with a dope promo where he talks about after stand and deliver. You got you know. The Creed brothers are going to win the tag team titles. He says Roger Stone's going to win the three-way and then go on to stand and deliver and win the North American Championship. Ivy Niles undefeated. She's coming for the women's title. He said he's going to hold more gold than WWE Hall of Famer Mr. T, and he pities the fool who bets against them. And then they walk off uh, Malcolm Bivens and Roger Strong to get, go for the main event, while the Creeds are then texted by their attack. Good luck at stand and deliver. And it was, I think, what was it, 781 or 7? Well, I forget the area Some code. Some area code. I'm not American. That's all gibberish to me. I was like, okay, they got area codes for different places. The area code is from Boston. So that was our first clue on who was the Creed's attackers. Hey, forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. Not a Boston. You got to have the Boston. You got to have the Boston. Uh, the, you got to talk like the Taskmaster. You the, Hulk no. Hogan. The, the, for me, the best uh, was the Boston accent is when Kurt Angle, 2000 King of the Ring, uh, was it, give me a freaking beer. Like he did a whole spiel. They said, give me a freaking beer. So <laughs> give me a beer. Beer. <laughs> We got, so then we go into our main event of the evening. It's Roger Strong versus A-Kid versus Cameron Grimes in a triple threat match to determine the last entrant in the North American ladder match. I'm pretty sure, once again, they did not show A-Kid's entrance, did they? No, halfway through. <laughs> I've never heard the beginning of the track. I've never heard this Evanescence karaoke knockoff from the beginning. It's just halfway through because they probably know the song kind of 
doesn't fit the character. It's just not, no. It's just kind of, imagine when Nia Jax had that poppy theme and I was like, you're, you're Monster Hill coming out to that R&B theme. But yeah, it just doesn't fit his character. I'm, I'm, I'm glad not to see the beginning. Does it have an intro? Does he scream, hey, kid? Come on, man. <laughs> I, 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 a woman singing has been some of the best theme songs for me. Like the original Christian theme, Close Your Eyes. Oh, I don't mind. Oh, oh, best banger. Best, best version. That's a banger. Best. Oh, so. No argument for me. I don't know if you expect an argument. You get nothing for me. I agree, sir. <laughs> no, but Aiken impressed me in this one. He was very, he was so agile. He hits like a nice little drop kick on Strong after Grimes launches him in the air. During the break, uh, Strong catches Cameron Grimes with a backbreaker as he tries to flip in. We get Carmelo and Trick on commentary, which gave this whole match like five more stars than it was supposed to have. Uh, Sequoia, Escobar, and then Waller all come down uh, to come watch it different places throughout the CWC. You get strong with uh, for a double sh- a stronghold at one point, but it's blocked. Grimes hits a Frankensteiner on both uh, Strong and A-Kid. He runs wild on both men. Cameron uh, hits like the swinging side Uranagi on A-Kid. He was showing off the strength in this one. He hits a moonsault slam on Strong, but A-Kid comes out of nowhere with a tornado DDT off the top rope. They, they, this was just a lot of unique and innovative three-way offensive moves this wasn't your prototypical triple threat of two in one out there was a lot of three-way uh sequences here strong hits some sick backbreakers on both men he was just straight up 2005 2006 roddy at this point kid uh, a kid kips up into a strong flying knee that was a great spot there and then he follows with the, the end of heartache but as soon as he goes to try to pin a kid cameron grimes comes in and hits the cave-in to get the victory here Post-match, we get Carmelo Hayes. He gets on the mic. He says Cameron will not be the A champion. Uh, We also hear from Santos Escobar, Grayson Waller. We also hear from Sola Sequoia, who says the street champion will be the next North American champion. Grimes says he has taken the North American title to the moon. And then a huge brawl breaks out with all the men in the North American ladder match to end the show. I thought the main event was great. This like this uh, this was kind of a thumbs in the middle type of show for me, but it became a thumbs up. I don't know about you. You give it a thumbs up as well. This is what thumbs we're up on two on Mocha 2.0. We give it thumbs in the middle, thumbs down, thumbs up. But this week gets a thumbs up because that main event was great. What did you think? I feel that it was, of course, it's the best match of the night. The early parts were fast paced. That's what I wrote down. And I was like, you know what? It never really let up. It like, there's a running joke on, on uh, Twitter. Roderick Strong wrestles like he's never going back to the trailer park. And he continued to do so because he's, for me, that most underrated, probably the, the besides uh, Gunter, the best wrestler on the roster. Every time he's in the ring, he brings it. That, he acts like the rent is due. He's three days overdue and he needs to make money. So it's a shame that Roddy is not going to be at stand and deliver in the match, but it makes sense for Cameron Grimes to win because if Carmelo Hayes is sticking around for another six months or so, it's time for him to be elevated to the main event. Even though had Bron Breaker not lost the title, because we're assuming he's winning it back, I would have assumed the next show is going to be Melo and Melo wins the title because I feel like, you know, Bron Breaker's winning it, allegedly, assuming that Melo might slowly get there but yeah i hope cameron grimes wins because i feel his storyline is built for him to take the title it's been telegraphed you have to you can't have a sad sack baby face lose and then do a cringy promo how he let his father down we can't have that 
Yeah, we already we already did that when he lost to Santos Escobar in the qualifier. So that does make a whole bunch of sense there. It's Vader uh, promo. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a piece of crap. I'm a big fat piece of crap. He did his Vader promo. That's why I call it old promos when they... I'm a, I'm a big fat piece of crap. I'm going to go home. Last call for Mocha Chats for everyone who wants to send their thoughts and let their thoughts be read out by the Mocha 2.0 crew. Sat, you got some Mocha Chats in the chamber, so let them loose. I do. I have one more here from David Evans, who donated $6.56. He goes, how come Wrestling Daily is an hour early today? And where's Alex? Is he in a <laughs> Dubai hotel, Wi-Fi letting him down? Seriously, Vo, looking forward to seeing the two of you again each week. Congratulations on the promotion from WrestleTalk UK to WrestleTalk 2.0. Absolutely. Mocha 2.0 in your airwaves. Any others? No, not today. I think people have been shy. Don't, don't worry. They, they, they're starting off you know, right. slow. But yeah. It's all right. You're testing. They're dipping their toes in the water. They're getting used to the Mocha 2.0 flavor. That is totally fine. But let's end things off here, Sat, with some rapid fire predictions for Stand and Deliver. So you got on the kickoff show is going to be Toxic Attraction defending the women's tag team titles against Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Who you got in this one? Uh, I'm going off personal preferences. Uh, toxic Attraction. <laughs> I'm going with Raquel and Dakota. I don't see any reason to reunite them without them winning the women's tag team titles. And they didn't even get a real reign the first time. They no. literally held the titles for 30, 40 minutes. The when did Let you? Them have an what actual about Wendy? Reign. What about Wendy? She's sleeping. She's sleeping. Let her sleep. Let her sleep. Um, next, next we got the match we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. We just talked about that triple threat, that great triple threat on the show with Cameron Grimes winning. But we got Cameron Grimes, Carlo Hayes, Santos Escobar, Sola Sequoia, and Grayson Waller in a in the NXT North American Title Ladder Match. And you know, with the North American Title Ladder Matches. One of the greatest matches in NXT history at NXT TakeOver Leans. Who do you think wins this one? Uh, my heart and logic tells me Cameron Grimes. My Vince hat, I'm not too sure because Vince is crazy. He could just turn around and go, huh, Grayson Waller is right there. Let's keep on the heel, you know? <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> he's still achieved the same thing. Carmelo Hayes can now free up to become the A world champion or whatever while Grayson Waller's. But for me, I'm hoping it's Cameron Grimes. I feel like of everyone in that ladder match, he's had like the secondary B storyline for the title. He challenged for the title. He's been unsuccessful multiple times. This is his last chance. This is the last time we're hoping we're seeing Sad Sack Cameron Grimes and we get the old grimy guy to the moon. What Wait, this is his whole story that kind of started at TakeOver 36 when he won the Million Dollar Championship from LA Knight and he basically gave the title to Million Dollar Man because he said he was going to win a real championship in NXT and he still hasn't been able to achieve that. You got the father play involved. You can't have him lose again once you put in, you put in, you know, 
deceased daddies in in this story. So it's yeah. it's kind of set up for Cameron Grimes to get the victory here. But it's a damn shame because I want Carmelo Hayes to keep holding that titles because he's in he such could. a great North American champion. He could. He could. Vince could be like, you know, F O D. I don't want to because it, it's not yeah, like, it's like I, I had to I had to I had to deal with my dad passing away. He could deal with his. If only Big Boss Bill was alive to be like, my daddy, my daddy. <laughs> Where? We've had so many deep cut old school references on the show. <laughs> Next, you got another matchup, Imperium defending the NXT tag team titles against the Creed brothers, as well as MSK. The Creed won the, the Dusty Cup to earn this opportunity. MSK kind of got themselves into this opportunity, but they did win a triple threat match to win the NXT tag team titles last year. Imperium, the champions, who you got? The only difference is they didn't have a Creed brother last year. The Creed brothers, for me, I'm going with Creed. They won, they won their portion of the, of the Dusty. It makes sense to solidify the prophecy of making Di- Diamond Mine need some wins. Their leader or their figurehead, sorry, if, their, their franchise player in the group has not been collecting W's. The Creed brothers have been getting a lot of W's and their fair tag team, and they are, they are a personal project of, of the Performance Center. So I'm going with Creed brothers all the way. Yes, this, this seems like the Creeds are the brawn breaker of the tag team division. And on a weekend that you're honoring the Steiner brothers, you put it on the Steiners 2.0, the Creeds. Um, Tommaso Ciampa makes his final NXT matchup against Tony D'Angelo. Tony D in the place to kind of become Don. Who you got, Seth? Uh, Tony D, Tony D'Angelo, because this is, this is meant to be like a funeral or the last vestige of black and gold. What's a get, great way to erase it? This show is meant to be a palate cleanser. It's the coming up party of NXT 2.0, their first show in front of a grand crowd that's the, that does not consist of friends and families and moms and pops from Florida. This is an opportunity to show Tony D is a future superstar. So I'm going with Tony D'Angelo. I'm going with Tommaso Ciampa. I, I, I could go with my brain. My brain tells me that Tony D is the future star and you you give him the victory on on Ciampa's way out. And, you know, I love my Tony D because I get to do the boys every day. But It's family. Um, That's your family right there, as we found out. <laughs> Tommaso I think they are setting up him to get the victory in his final match. They put him on the foot when he goes up roster um so yeah i'm gonna go with tomaso chapa instead of going with my brain my head i'm gonna go with my black heart and go with champa uh you got another singles matchup it's gonna be la knight versus gunta who you got in this one you know what i I don't know if it wasn't gunta if it was any other wrestler, I would say LA, LA Knight because he needs the victory. But it's Gunter. Gunter is like what they should have done with Oscar. You can't have him losing on the whim. That's why he loses Mystique. Yeah, he's not appearing every week, so he's not as mystical as he used to be. But the way to keep that prestige, save him for Brom Breaker for that reason. Gunter is my choice. SP, what's yours? I'm, yeah, going with Gunther. He's going to chop the hell out of LA Knight, and I'm going to love it. Um, Next, you got the four-way for the NXT Women's Championship. going to be Mandy Rose versus Cora Jade versus Io Shirai versus Kaylee Ray. 
is there any chance Mandy Rose comes out with the title? Heck no. She's had her tour back in high school. She's got her GED. It's time for her to go back to the main roster. She's done her reps. <laughs> so it's time to go along it's back to the main roster. Chase for the 24-7 title. Her former tag team partner currently has it. Break up that engagement or whatever it is. I'm going to Cora Jade. It's to solidify the new queen, the new figurehead of the NXT 2.0 division. Mandy Rose has reinvented herself. I've made jokes. I've recently discovered she's a New Yorker. I've never heard her talk so much. Now I find out she's yeah. from the you know, East Coast. Yeah. I was like, I, was like yeah, I never knew because I never I mean, knew her I at mean, all. As someone who's from New York City, I don't really, uh, you know, uh, kind of view people who's from like Long Island and New York State as um, New New Yorkers from the city that's just me that's just me in my bag um you know i'm, I'm from harlem myself so you know I, i'm that's i'm gonna I'm, google i'm gonna google you got you got real life experience i'm gonna google so <laughs> but i am gonna go with cora jade to get the victory i think this is gonna be her coordination as stand and deliver and then finally the main event is gonna be Dolph ziggler defending the nxt championship against braun going with braun breaker <laughs> braun breaker yeah i'm definitely listen I'll be I'll be flabbergasted. I'll chuck my chair like Champa used to do if if Brom Breaker doesn't win. I want Brom Breaker win, and then uh, Steiner Brothers come out, and then Big Boss Me goes, "My daddy, my daddy, my daddy." <laughs> Absolutely, there you go, there you go. Everybody wants to see that, but yeah, I do agree. I think I think Robert Roo is going to try to get involved, and the Steiners get rid of him, and then we end the night with the Steiners raising, uh, or end the day with the Steiners raising Brock's hand. As you're you're just setting me up for disappointment yeah. saying that, because now I want to see that. That's a great, you just set me up for disappointment. I hope we do. Newly Hall of Famers, the Steiner brothers, and then, then, then just Rick, then Scott Steiner be like, give me the effing mic, or get it back here. You know, I'm just waiting for the audible. That's what I'm waiting for, the audible. Just a fat ass. Um, <laughs> that is all for our predictions for Stand and Deliver. We hope everyone, Joe Sat, will be over on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, right? Right, sir? Yes. On Saturday? on Saturday, we're doing it. Guys, this is a continuation. If you like the show, if you like our interaction, please check us out on Saturday on the True Hill Heat we're doing a live watch along of NXT Stand and Deliver. If you love this, you're going to see more of it. Come on, brother. Promote the show. It's your show. Let them know. Let them know. Let them know. So, yes, Sat. Uh... The the pre-show we talked about NXT Stand and Deliver. Uh, how are you feeling about Stand and Deliver? Are you looking forward to it? I'm looking forward to the ladder match. That for me is the coup de gras. The qualifying matches have been some of the best matches on NXT 2.0. They're what you call the saving grace from the show becoming a joke. Because I know it had this peak top tier reputation NXT did NXT 2.0 seen as a sideshow seen as a downgrade but I feel like these matches the last few weeks is reminding people and alongside the Imperium matches because I feel like Gunter has also helped save NXT Gunter with his waif-like physique because he's no longer a chubby dad bod he's got himself some abs and some pecs so I'm looking forward to the ladder match and also Gunter versus LA Knight what about you sir 
I'm looking the latter match. I feel like is going to be if it if it hits its real potential, it might be one of the best matches of the entire weekend. Uh, the three way with the Creed brothers with MSK and Imperium that's going to be really good based on their history. So there's a lot of things to look forward to for Stand and Deliver. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not going front. I am looking forward to ROH. GCW, a bunch of other shows, more than this one or WrestleMania. But I want to thank everyone for listening to the Wrestle Talk podcast. A little of a post show than usual, but we love you all. We will be back next week. And yes, next week, me and Sat will talk about the wrestling family that I am marrying into. So join us next time. For Sat, it is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. And that has been NXT. We're out of time, guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.